Welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your guest host, Adam Kinsman, county attorney. This week, we're interviewing Renee Dahlman for our podcast. Hi, Adam. Hello, Renee. Welcome back to my studio. Thanks. <laughs> also known as my office. This is our 100th episode. Well, and we should do something special. We should. Chris Coleman, who works for the county and is a big friend of the pod, suggested this a couple of months ago. So you and I have been thinking about it and we got a date and here we go. We have. I've been conjuring up some just bizarre questions for you. I will get you back for all of the ones that you popped upon me. I'm a little nervous, but I still get to edit it. That's kind of unfair, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) Okay. I'll try to be very I have my iPhone on. I've recorded the whole thing and I'll put up a dueling (laughs) podcast if you edit it and make me look bad. Okay. Deal. I would like to first start about your employment in James City County. Mm -hmm. So what is your current title? My current title is Public Information Officer. So has that always been your title? It has not. I have actually, I've been with the county for officially now 26 years, which is extremely hard to believe. I started when I was four. (laughs) Um, I started right out of graduate school. I came to William & Mary for some graduate school work. And I started in social services and I did child protective services for about five years. And as you can imagine, that's a very, very difficult job. Just have nothing but high respect for all those folks that are able to do that every day. Towards the end of the fifth year, I got an opportunity to work on some grants and wrote a grant that started a neighborhood program and then went into communications from there. And then so when did you become the public information officer? That strikes me as recent. That's pretty recent. Jody Puckett, who was our communications director, retired. Mm-hmm. And we restructured a little bit. And I became the public information officer. And I think that's been about three years now, two years. Sounds about right. Long time. Hard to believe. So what does your job entail as public information officer other than podcast? Other than podcast. Well, podcast is my favorite, obviously. But I send out news releases is a big part of what I do. We have a lot of things going on in the county, public meetings, events, whatnot. I send out news releases. So folks, okay, why are you rolling your eyes? I'm going to call you out while I'm answering the questions. Because there's about to be a noise that's going to interrupt your (laughs) podcast. (laughs) We're sitting here in your office and there's two very lovely windows that we can look outside. And I just saw a gentleman with a five-gallon bucket walking by. And that means that the water will be turned on shortly. Well, very good. Well, we'll just see what we can do. I'll mark this as an edit point. There we go. All right. Well, we'll talk until the water turns on. How about that? Okay, so I do news releases, which we post on the website, and reporters and the public are able to pick up that information, so they're able to find out what it is that's going on in James City County. I also am responsible for the social media team, which has now expanded to, I think we're over 20 folks now since we've gone to departmental pages besides the main county page. So that's that's a new change. That is a new change. That started this summer, and so now... Not only do we have James City County, we have James City County Police, Parks and Recreation, and Economic Development all have their own pages as well. And and their own person that posts and is responsible for responses to posts. Exactly. So I help them as needed, but they've pretty much got that. But we have standards. We have a social media policy that we follow that lets us know how often we should post, what we should respond to, because we do not have the opportunity to respond to every post because that's all we would do full time. And it just, it's a fun group of people to work with. 
so I'm not going to do one, but let's assume I was going to do a county attorney social media webpage. What would the advice you'd give me offhand be? Well, first you need to make sure that you are prepared to post multiple times a day, five days a week. And that tends to be what makes other departments turn away because it's a lot. Why that many times? Because you want to have an active presence on social media. And the way Facebook particularly works, they have something called an algorithm, which makes me feel very smart whenever I get to use the word algorithm. And they, you're glowing right thank now. You, Just, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, they make sure that all of our posts, Facebook is a business. They're out to make money. And I understand that. And they want to make sure that they can get that money by selling ads. And so every time we post something, it is not shared with all 10,000 people that follow us. It's only shared with about 10%. And then they give us the opportunity to buy ads to sell it, to have it show more and more. And the more posts you have a day, the more photo posts, the more video posts, all of that helps increase that chance of your post being seen, being shared, and all of that makes it show up even more. That sounds like a lot more work than I thought it was. See, you think I'm just sitting here thinking about my next podcast, but that's not true. Apparently not. So what would your advice be when I get that first comment that comes in and says, uh, your division is the awful one amongst all the others? Well, first of all, no one would ever say that about the attorney's office, Adam. I'm sure they would. It's okay, though. (laughs) Thank you for saying so. Well, you know, people have opinions, and that is what social media is all about. They have an opportunity to vent, to have an audience with, you know, somebody on the other side that may not come in contact with them on a regular basis, and they have opinions. Some of them are quite strong, and... um, that's just kind of the way it is. So how do you deal with the ones that are quite strong? I've, I've seen some that have been pretty direct. Yes. Here here recently, we've expanded to next door. And I did have somebody ask me if um, how I considered myself to be a public information officer. And some of those we just let go. We don't say there's really, you can get into a defensive battle with someone. And that's not the point. The point is whatever that key message is whether it's recycling or an emergency or something like that, that's what's important that we continue the conversation about. So I might distill that into being, uh, if I want to have a social media page, I need to post often and have a very thick skin. Yes, that is very true. Which is a shame, but (laughs) so be it. So be it. Another thing we've talked about, news releases and social media, another big part of my job is emergency communications. So whenever there's a hurricane or a tornado or something like that, I am up at the Emergency Operations Center working with a public information team, and it's our job to get that information out to the citizens so they know what to do in case of the storm. And do you respond to all citizen comments, regardless of where it is? Like, you could do it on the county's webpage. There's what you just said, next door neighbor. Uh, Just next door. Next door. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also the last word, which Mm -hmm. is perhaps the original. Right. Uh, Do you respond to everything in every one of those venues? We tend to not. Again, that would be, I think, more, that would be a whole full-time job in itself right there. What we try to do, though, is we monitor all of those. We see what people are saying, especially on pages like Williamsburg News and Notes and all of those groups that have now formed on social media. We look at what people are saying and it tells us, okay, maybe we're not doing as good of a job communicating about fill in the blank. And then it makes us communicate that even more. So rather than maybe a response to those, you would put out a different 
press release that hopefully clarifies the issues that you've seen out there. That's our goal, yes. Okay, so that's why you would not see the county necessarily responding to every last word concerned with saying, hey, when is my recycling bin going to come out? Right. What's going... I guess I shouldn't bring up recycling, but... (laughs) So you've probably dealt with a few messages in recycling lately. Yes, we have. It has been... And that was something that... I can say that we thought was going to go one way and that it was going to go a little smoother, and it hasn't. And so it's ended up taking up quite a bit of time, but it's a service that impacts all of our citizens, and that's important. So if you had to go back and do something differently about recycling, would you? Probably. We have been already working on just lessons learned, things that we would do differently or at least bring up the next time to say, hey, do we want to try to do this instead of that? So. Okay. It seems like uh, at least the questions have died down a little bit regarding that particular That topic. is true. So that is true. Hopefully we're, we're all ready to, for recycling days. So. Yes, hopefully so. I want to talk a little bit about our podcast, and you know, we're here today in your office. A mm-hmm. lot of people have no idea how these things are produced and mm-hmm. where it came from and the ideas. So I thought I would start and, and try to figure out, since we're at our 100th episode, yes. what brought about episode number one? Well, I listen to podcasts all the time. So every time I'm in my car, I have a podcast and it's not my podcast because that drives me crazy, but I listen to others. And I think it's a really good way to get information that you wouldn't normally get, especially if there's a podcast called Conan Needs a Friend that's done by Conan O'Brien. And he, not that I don't have wonderful guests, but he of course has A-list celebrities and sports stars and media And they are able to come in and you get to know them a little bit more. You get to have a little bit more in-depth information. So I thought that that was a good idea. Ran it by the county administrator at the time. He was on board and it kind of grew from there. We, the goal was to provide yet another way to get county information because not everyone's on social media. Not everyone is on county TV on our channel 48. Not everyone reads news releases. We wanted to find another way. And, you know, it goes back to radio, that radio used to be, you know, the way people got information. And we said, let's give it a shot. And 100 episodes later, here we are. So how do you come up with an episode for the week? Well, I try to have a calendar. So I try to have a couple of months scheduled at a time. And I look at whatever the big issues are or messages or events that are going on in the county. And then I ask guests. And everybody has always been so accommodating and happy to be on the podcast. And um, we come in, we do an interview, it takes about an hour. And then I edit it. And that takes a couple of hours. And then it's all ready to go. So it has changed. I've, I've done a few of these you've had some different equipment. Yes. And tell me about the equipment. So for those of you that obviously can't see where we are, we're in your office, mm-hmm. which is palatial. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sitting across from you about two and a half feet. We've got right. two microphones and some filters and a uh, a blue bath towel. It is a blue us. bath towel. That is true. Yes. And I know that I'm not allowed to crack fingers or uh, <laughs> we're not allowed to shuffle pages. So you're very concerned with how these are produced. So yes. talk to me a little bit about the equipment and maybe the things that you've changed since you first started. Well, I feel like I have to start with saying I knew nothing about how to pod broadcast a podcast when we started, when we had the idea. I think the first one was done on a Mr. Microphone, wasn't it? I think it was. It's actually, it's a little bit nicer than a Mr. Microphone, but it's pretty close to that. Lots and lots of YouTube videos. There are lots and lots of podcasters out there and just listening to what they use and tips and suggestions. I spent a lot of time learning from them. Um, We originally actually were in your law library 
which was a room with books, but I always, you know, law library yeah. sounds pretty fancy. It does. It does. It, it gave a, a, a certain uh, calmness and serenity to your yes. po- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> serenity, that's yeah. it. But the books gave us a lot of really good insulation for sound. And that's what this lovely blue towel does as well on the table. It just helps with, there's not a lot of echo, which is a good thing. Um, so as the podcast grew and as we started to get more and more listeners, we were able to look into investing a little bit more. We're still hardly any money whatsoever. I mean, I can't even think of an amount. I think it's around $500 total that we have invested into it with new microphones. I'm now able to not just do an interview with one guest, I can have three guests, which is kind of fun. Um, and so with that, we had to buy a mixing board and it's all kind of exciting. But um, did I answer that? Yes, I think you did. Okay, good. What was what was podcast number one? I guess I go back and look at it. But who was who was number one? That's such a good question. I would have assumed Mr. Hill. It may have been Mr. Hill or Jody Puckett. It was the communications director at the time. It was one of them. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to go back and listen to We will. <laughs> we just um, did our first kind of re-release of a podcast because that was the one that was on right before this one, Remembering When, and the program had expanded. So I recorded a new intro and listening to the audio from the intro to the original audio, it hurts my ears a little bit. It's very different. I'm learning. I am learning and continuing to learn. So... Who was uh, your favorite guest? Well, you, of oh, course. <laughs> I would have to say I, I've loved all the guests. I mean, of course, that's true. But probably you, because I'm very comfortable we with have, you. And we have a good time. We have a good time. If you guys could only hear the things that you edit out. <laughs> and then Grace Boone, the general services director. She That was probably the funniest one. I did. And again, when you listen to it, you may not get the funny part, but because again, you, you edit everything. Some out. stuff is edited out, but that's probably got to be the funniest thing for some of the coworkers in the building is that when I'm sitting here editing, I am laughing. I mean, sometimes I have tears rolling down my face because we have a good time. We do. And for those that, that don't believe it, come to any one of the Jamestown Jams. Yes. Uh, we are we are all beer servers. <laughs> we uh, are. Ms. Boone yes. and Renee and I, we all have a great time. Yeah. And so it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. What was maybe the, the most unexpected lesson you learned from one of the podcasts or from just doing podcasts in general? Probably... The answers to the fun questions at the end almost always surprise me. Those are always terrifying for me. Well, and I can understand that. And I'm a little nervous today, but... I'll be nicer to you than you are me. But the scariest one for me was when you asked who would be on your zombie team. Right. Because that's... It becomes very... I don't know. You start to want to edit yourself. You're like, oh, well, I, I definitely want something really strong or I want somebody like this or that. And you start thinking, maybe he's the attorney in me. I start thinking in my head too much. Uh, oh my gosh, that answer could be construed the wrong way. I should probably say this, but not. Yeah, they're always terrified. Yeah. Well, and I think that when I learned things like one of our board of supervisors members was a good humor man. That was his first job was selling ice cream cart or ice cream cones or whatever out of a truck. Um, that the police chief, the thing that makes him the most relaxed, his favorite thing to do is to cut grass. And it's just little things like that that you just never knew about folks. And 
I've always been so impressed because that is something I don't edit out typically is the amount of time that people think because I give folks plenty, as much time as they need to think of the answers. Oh, I wish I'd have known that when I answered yeah. mine. I don't know if I give you as much time, but others. Um, but how quickly people are able to think on their feet and answer those questions with really good answers. Yeah, I think those are harder than when you ask county questions. Well, sure. County but, questions are on your head like right away. Right. What do we do in this situation? But the, the ones that make you think personally are, are tough. Yeah, but so. I like them. And I think that they're really important because... We're human beings. This is what we do 40 hours a week. We're people. We're residents of James City County, just like everybody else. And it just gives a little bit more depth to us, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. You talked a little bit earlier about uh, as the podcast has grown and you insinuated that listeners, are are there more listeners or it's growing. So about how many do you get now? And would you consider it a, a success? Well, when we started, I think we got probably 20. And those were all probably friends and family. Friends and family, absolutely. But now we're probably averaging in between 140 and 150 per episode. And I know that my friends and family no longer listen Mm -hmm. because they always apologize. And I'm like, no, don't apologize because that's telling me 140 or 150 real people are listening to these podcasts and not just because they feel like they have to. So do you look at the metrics behind it? Or is it people that are located here locally or do you get it like across the world? Well, we're really big in the United States, but there for a short period of time, we were, our county administrator had family in Dominica. 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 Sorry. See, and I'm not going to edit that out because yeah. I'm human. Dominica. Brian, if Brian's listening, he will appreciate the correction. <laughs> Thank you. We were really big. There for a while, and that was always kind of fun. We were hot in Dominica. Yeah, we were hot in Dominica. Um, and just every once in a while, there's scatters elsewhere. But for the most part, it's Williamsburg, James City County, Hampton Roads area. Do you ever get any locals ask you about it? I do, and it makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of questions have you gotten? Like, why do you do this? Or, no, uh, most of the time, it's people coming up and saying, oh, you do the podcast. I listen to it. I like it. And I was like, oh. Wow. And that really was such a dork. Didn't you say that a dentist or somebody asked you about the podcast at one point? If I did, I was probably just being nice. Oh, you were just being nice. Yeah. You, you look down and like <laughs> random people talk to me about your podcast. You smiled and it made my day. Well, good. Yeah. And that's true. I Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of neat because that's what we do it for. But I know that podcasts and subscribing to podcasts, that's different for a lot of people. If you don't already do it, it's a bizarre concept. And so I know that as long as our numbers keep going up, I'm pretty happy with it. Cool. I always find it odd that they still call it podcast, and yet they don't sell iPods anymore. No, interesting. It has nothing to do with iPods at all. That's an excellent point. I had not thought about that. We should start a campaign to change the name. To what? Dolmancast. (laughs) Dolmancast. I'm sure Conan O'Brien and Joe Rogan and the rest will be right along with that. Whatever. Those guys are, they're with us. <laughs> so anything else you want to tell our adoring public about your time as a podcaster or what you do with podcasts? I just think that we do have a form now. Again, Chris Coleman, friend of the pod, webmaster extraordinaire. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um <laughs> has done a great web page for us. It's jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And the forum gives people the opportunity to give us feedback. And we want to hear feedback. If this sounds horrible, I want to know that it sounds horrible so I can make it sound better. And also show ideas, want to know what people want to talk about. 
for the most part, it does need to be county centric. Okay. Um, but, you know, that may change one day down the road. So please, feedback would be great. And just know that even if it's negative feedback, every time I get an email that says podcast feedback, it just makes my day. Can, so. can, can the negative feedbacks at least be nice? Well, I'd like that to be. But if somebody feels very fired up, you know, just be civil. Are you open to having people come in and do podcasts that might not necessarily be county employees or state? I think we've done county employees. Have any state employees? I don't think that we've done state yet. Okay. But I do know that we've done, there um, are new, oh shoot, I just forgot the name of it. Um, Think, think, think. The Workforce Housing Task Force. I know that we did a series with them. I think there were like five podcasts. And for each one of those, I believe we would have one employee, but two or three folks from the private sector or from nonprofit organizations or whatever were on there. So as long as there's a little bit of a connection, yep, we're definitely open to it. And you said you can do up to three people now? I can, or if they want to share, probably more. We could do a whole panel on recycling. That that would be such a great idea. Thanks, Adam. I'm, I'm full of them. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So I guess we're at that point where I get to ask you a question. And Yay. like I said, I was going to ask you something much easier, I think, than you've asked me. Okay. So it's it's a three-part question. Oh, boy. Number okay. one, what was the last concert that you went to? The last concert that I went to? I'm actually kind of proud of this. It was Blink-182 and someone else. The opening act must not have been good. No, but Blink-182. All right. I'll join in with you. My last one was Casey Musgraves. Oh, very, well, that's because you have young kids yes. and you're all hip like that. But that, she's really cool. I think yeah. that was, I think she just got album of the year, country music. Very impressive. So, yes, it was cool. I was raised on country music, music, so I don't listen to it a whole lot. But yes, these two fingers, I'm holding up two fingers, mm-hmm. has touched Johnny Cash. These two right here. Wow. I know, right? Have you watched them since then? Uh, Yes, I have. But yeah, okay. All right, next concert. Next concert Mm -hmm. that I'm going to go to. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to think of who would come that I, because concerts are not cheap. No, I found that out. The, The Casey Musgraves one was in down off the downtown mall in Charlottesville, and the tickets are still. By the time you you get tax title, license fees, and everything <laughs> else, it's like a hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah. Um. So you've got to pretty much impress me. I well, see this. It wouldn't be like a music concert though. I think it would be. I have some comedians that I really like, and so maybe I've never been to one of those. Oh, see, I've seen Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, so it would be probably a comedian. So maybe Kathleen Madigan or. Um, the women from Broad City, I don't know if they ever go out and tour, but they were awesome. And yeah, something okay. like that. Or a podcast, because I have also been oh, no, there's excited not a, now. There's not a podcast concert, please. <laughs> of course there are. No. Where they do live podcasts and you have an audience. And I went- Stop. Just stop now. That's I you. won't. I won't. You're in nerd, you're in nerd land. <laughs> We've gone deep. Well, but you're with all your friends. I mean, all these other folks love- and so I went to the Dollop podcast up in D.C. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. All right. So my next one, <laughs> I, I looked and I saw George Thorogood is playing at over at CNU. Okay. And I have seen George Thorogood probably half a dozen times. Wow. might go see him again. Well, well there you go. I have to convince the family of that. And I'm not sure they share a love of his music like I do. So, okay. uh, And then lastly, the favorite concert that you've ever been to. Oh, um, I saw Madonna. 
When? Once. Which, which, which era of Madonna? At 90s. Cool. And that was really good. Um, and I'm going to be all mushy now. Are you ready? Oh, no. Okay. Kenny Loggins? No. <laughs> Chris Christopherson? It was probably the first concert I ever went to. And I was, I don't even remember how old. I don't think I was over 10, but I may have been. But my dad has always been a huge Hank Williams Sr. fan. We went and saw Bo Cephas, also known as Hank Williams Jr. Junior, yes. And that was country, my, A country boy can survive. That's right. And family traditions and whatnot. And some guy opened for him and nobody knew who he was. And it was George Strait. Oh, fun. So I'm aging myself a little bit there too, but that's okay. That's fun. But yeah, that was probably because I'd never been. I mean, if you think about it, your first concert, when you've never been to something like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we took our kids to their first concert was Old Dominion, uh, which was what, uh, two or three weeks ago in New Kent, which was really cool. Oh, at the racetrack. It was at the racetrack. Really well done. I'm trying to think of mine was, it was probably something at the Boathouse in Norfolk. Okay. Um, Gosh, I saw so many of their, like, and it was all rock acts at the time, like Lita Ford and George Thurgood. Gosh, I forget which one it was. But my favorite concert mm-hmm. for like big concerts was Pink Floyd. Oh, because wow. Because that's such a production and that was at RFK Stadium. Uh, wow. And then favorite sort of musically, uh, I guess about two years ago, we went to go see Guns N' Roses. And oh, I had, cool. I had always wanted to see them and couldn't. And then my wife got tickets on their, I guess, reunion tour or whatever the most recent one was. Uh, okay. And they were, you always want to go see somebody when you pay that much for a ticket. Right. I, I want to hear everything you've played. Right. And... Gosh, they played for hours. Wow. Yeah. That's really that's, cool. That's how you know your your uh, wife loves you. She's no fan of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> put up with two hours of... Wow. Yeah. Two, two hours of really, really loud metal music. It was wow. cool. Wow. Well, and now that we've been sitting here talking, and of course, I've been listening to every word you've said. I Absolutely. haven't, of course. But Blink-182 was not the last concert. I've seen Brett Michaels at Busch Gardens. I saw Pat Benatar's... <laughs> Pat Benatar still touring? <laughs> I'm such an Love 80s. is a battlefield? Yeah, All I'm right. such an 80s kid. Um, but yeah, anyway, fun. Yeah, anytime I can catch one, I try to. Yeah. It's, it's a shame they're so expensive, but you just, you can't get away from it. Right. Even lawn tickets now are, are you're going to drop 30 bucks on a lawn ticket. Right. And Plus what? taxes, tags, fees, licenses. Licenses, yeah, yep. and insurance. And then you're going to see most of the concert on a screen. Right. So. But you're there, and it's being there, I think, that makes the difference. So out of curiosity, I have no access to a watch or a clock because I've been I've been <laughs> taught to keep my hands down at the side, and we don't move, we don't do anything. How long have we been talking now? Um, so far, it's been about 30 minutes. Do, do you want to go another 30? I got, I got, sure, let's go. I got tons of questions. <laughs> we could probably ride this through until Friday, <laughs> go into the weekend. It'll be great. Yeah, sure. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Might make your editing tough. Yeah, a little bit. Well, uh, I appreciate you bringing me in for the 100th episode. Oh, thank you. I think I've had enough of you now. <laughs> so Mutual. We, so we went through this last time, and you decided that I don't get my five-timers jacket. Yeah. Because this is my fourth. Well, you, no, I think you're up for the fifth next time you're a guest. Excellent. This time you're a guest host. So we do have our legislative agenda coming up in the next few months. How exciting. So I would assume that would be the point at which I'm honored. That may be. Fantastic. <laughs> Good. I'm in. I I did know the opening to the podcast. I will not say that I know the closing to the okay. podcast. So maybe I'll hand that one back to you. Okay. I'll, I'll give it back to the it. trained professional. All right. All right. Excellent. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Well, and again, thank you to all of our listeners. This has been a lot of fun and we're going to just keep it rolling until people ask us to stop. So 
I think, don't you think? And even then, if it's a comment online, we won't answer it. We may I think not we've answer that today. it. So yeah. yeah, it's not that we don't, we answer comments, just not all comments. Oh, oh we'll put out a different press release that says podcasts have changed a little bit. <laughs> okay. You have all a right. new host. Okay. Again, thank you so much for listening. We do have, as I've mentioned, the website, jamescitycountyva.com. I'm new. James City County. Did, did you want me to handle that for you? <laughs> JamesCityCountyVA.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all 100 of our episodes, as well as a forum where you can give us feedback. We want to hear from you. And be sure to subscribe. It's a good way to make sure that you never miss an episode. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week. Mm-hmm.